Welcome. And thank you for joining the Father's Vineyard podcast. We are located at 724 Oakland Road in Spindale, North Carolina, and invite you to join us. We are a church that loves God, loves people, and makes a difference. And now, let's join today's service. Anyway, God does move in mysterious ways, and I'm going to share with you just one way that he, uh, he brought this sermon, this message about... I, this has been about three weeks ago. I, in my casual reading, I was reading some, some things that talked about want ads that people had posted. Funny want ads that people had posted. <clears throat> this one was, uh, wanted man to take care of cow that does not smoke or drink. <laughs> so how, oh, how you present that, right? Wanted, man to work in dynamite factory, must be willing to travel. <laughs> That's pretty good. From a used car dealer. Uh, used cars, why go elsewhere to be cheated? Come here first. <laughs> That's marketing, Terry. That is marketing right there. Dog for sale, eats anything, is fond of children. (laughs) Lost dog, one eye, left ear, bitten off, recently neutered. Answers by the name of Lucky. Delivery drivers wanted nights and weekends must have good driving and a criminal record. (laughs) Okay. Okie dokie. For sale by owner. Uh, How many of you know what the, the encyclopedias are? How many do not know encyclopedias? Do you have a child that does not? Somebody in here that does not know what an encyclopedia is? Tell them real quick. Anyway. For sale by owner. Complete set of Encyclopedia Britannica. 45 volumes. Excellent condition. $500 or best offer. No longer needed. Got married last weekend. And they wasn't through. Spouse knows everything. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I was having myself a time. This is just a few weeks ago in that. But then this one is one that caught me. And uh, here it is. It says, tired of cleaning yourself? Let me do it. Yeah, yeah. I was tired of cleaning myself. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> one leaf then fell off. <laughs> I'm still covered. <laughs> tired of. <laughs> I'm going to reel that back in. <laughs> tired of cleaning yourself? 
Let me do it. That really spoke to my heart. Once I saw it and laughed, I laughed and it had a bunch of these online and everything. And I, I laughed at that and then it hit me. We, we are a people that are always wanting to improve ourselves. And sometimes we get the wrong methodology of who we are in Christ and, and, all, and we do everything we can do to clean ourselves. I got to clean myself up to get ready for God. I got to, I got to, you know, but we're caught in that spiritual battle in what we believe that God has done and what we believe that we've still got to do. And, um, but I do believe God is telling us the same thing today. Are you tired of cleaning yourself? Then let me do it. And set our minds in that direction. And sometimes we just get so devoted to being a, a great Christian or a good Christian that we try to clean ourselves up in every way. Galatians 2.20. Let's look at that. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God. Who loved me and delivered himself up for me. Then this verse comes up. I do not nullify the grace of God. That word nullified, it means to neutralize or to put it aside. How so? He said, for if righteousness comes through the law, comes through what you can do. If righteousness comes through the law, what you can do, then Christ died needlessly. If you can produce that by your works, he died in vain. But you can't do it. Neither can I. He goes on and says, you foolish Galatians. Or we could say today, you foolish Christians. Who has bewitched you? That word bewitched means who has fascinated you? See, bewitched is connected to fascination. Fascinate, they fascinate you to capture your attention with false representations so people can capture your attention fascinate you to into believing that you can become a great Christian just by your works or even become a Christian just by your works and that's a bewitchment that's a spell that's been cast that's a belief system that comes from the the Outside of Christ, because he does it all. He does it all. He said, you foolish Galatians, you foolish Christians, how has, who has bewitched you before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified? He said, you actually saw the crucifixion. He said, 
There's one thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Or by hearing with faith? So which one did you receive it? Works of the law? Did you become a Christian by your works? Or did you hear the word, the truth, and by faith accepted that? So you did it by faith. He said, or hearing by faith. Are you so foolish that you have begun by the Spirit... Are you now being perfected by your flesh? Since you have become a Christian through all the works that Jesus has done for you, given his life, being beaten, dying, being crucified, dying, buried, and raised, if you receive Christ that way, how is it that you think you can be a better Christian by your works? And now you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get everything lined up and have a, you know, make sure that you're being perfected by what you're doing. So that's not the way of God. Let me ask this for a minute: Do we have any football players in the house? Raise your hand. You football player. You football. I heard football player. Hey, yeah, you, you, come on up here. Styler is with us today. He is, uh, I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to hurt you. Breathe, breathe. <laughs> That's good. I, I need to ask you a question. I need to, I need, where's my bag? Yeah, that's my bag. I need to ask you a question. How far can you throw a football? How many? 40 yards. 40? 40 yards? That's good. Mike, can you throw it further than that? Probably. What did he say? Probably. Probably. Well, how far are you, you, you throwing? I can throw at least 50. 50? Steel. Steel. Well, come on up here. So, I, and I, oh, I ain't throwing him 50. No, 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 no. I, I, it, it, so you can throw it 50 or 60. I, I don't know. I'll give you the, I, no opposition. I'll give you the roll, and I'll have the wind at you back. How far? If it rolls. I'll get it, yeah, it rolls. I'll get it 55. 55! With a roll? Hundred man, if it's rolling, <laughs> it don't have to go straight, does it? You're in a hurricane if you want it to go to a hundred. <laughs> okay, so you're at least fifty, and you're sixty, seventy, sixty, seventy yards with a roll. Well, these are good football players. How far can you kick it? You're not, you're not touching that one? How far can you punt it and how far can you do it? I could probably throw it further than I can punt it now. What, 10 yards? I could probably do another 40 yards. 40 yards punt. 40 yards punting the ball. Okay. 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 All right. 
So you're telling me that you can throw this football You, this is, you're saying it won't go far? No, you just said you could throw a football 55, 60 with the wind, and you can throw a football maybe 100. I said, no, I didn't know. Come on now. I said punt. Punt. Rolling that far. Punt rolling. Okay. If it rolls. If it rolls. Okay. It rolls 100 straight. So you mean to tell me you can do that? See, we got some hot air in here today, so we might be able to fill it up. <laughs> Well, is this a football? It is. Yeah. So you, you told me that you could throw this football 50 or 60 yards and kick it and with it rolling. <laughs> it is. A, will you, you will say this is a football. Yeah, but it's deflated. It's deflated. Well, I didn't ask you how far you could throw air. Anyway. I'm glad I come up here with you, Styler. Well, it is a football. It's even college level size. Wilson. It's a good one. Look. on this side. Yeah. This is official. Official size. It's right here now. Fine print. What does it say? Inflate. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Does it have to be? Does it? <laughs> 33 pounds. 13. 13. 13. 79 pounds. 7.9. You really wanted all that. You wanted, you wanted all the. Okay. So it does say inflate. It does say that. But is this still a football? The answer is what? It is. It is. It's is it. Is it usable, though? Yeah. Oh, now, now, now we're getting somewhere. Appreciate you guys. I, I Do we win a prize? Win a prize? Yeah. Yes, you get to go back to your seat. <laughs> without, without, without trying to kick it or without trying to throw it. Y'all did a good job. Y'all did a good job. Give them a hand. It is a football, but there is a problem. It's missing something on the inside. And they did say it's really not functionable. It's really not usable because it's missing something on the inside. But it's still a football. It's looks, it's got the design on it it's got the turned in seams it's got the thing up here but you know a lot of times we, we can try our best to be everything that God wants us to be so we pull and tug and do this and pull this out pull that out pull, get it. pull this out pull this out Wait a minute. Wait a minute now. 
That's, I shape my own self. That's how we try to shape our own self from the outside. Now, it's got a little spin on it now. But as soon as it reaches opposition or pressure, it's going to crush and collapse. Because it's built itself by itself. The pressure from the outside or the demands from the outside cannot hold up. Because there's something missing from the inside. No matter if you kick it, throw it, spin it, whatever you want to do with it. But it's still a football. We're created in God's image, full of potential. You know, I could probably put water in it, and it would it would swell up and be everything it could be. But it'd be too heavy. You couldn't throw it far, couldn't use it. I could put helium in it and maybe throw it and it go 150 yards. But it wouldn't be functioning the way it was designed to function. So I'm trying to put other things in it. But it's not going to fit what God made it for. So we have to have what inside this football? We've got to have air. Properly inflated, it's 7 to 9 pounds or 7.9, whatever it is. But there's a certain amount that he wants to put in here. And there's an amount that he wants to put in you as far as his presence. We can try religion and it won't last. But when we ask the Holy Spirit to come into our lives and we repent and we receive him, we just, instead of being deflated as as Tyler said, they said it's deflated. That's what happened to us from Adam's fall. We had everything we needed until Adam sinned. The Bible says it is through one man's disobedience that we became sinners. We were made sinners. When you and I were born, he didn't have to do anything to sin. He was already a sinner because of one man's disobedience. See, we lost that. Still created in his image, but we weren't functioning the way God wanted us to function. But... 
through the one, the capital O, through the one man's obedience, the many were made righteous. Say righteous. Righteous. Say it loud. Through that one, we were made righteous. Why? Because he took our sin because of Adam. And listen, it didn't matter if it was John and Faye. If it was Terry and Brenda back, back there. It didn't matter what the names are. We would have done the same thing. We would have eaten that fruit. Representing mankind. But it's through one man, his obedience to the Lord. He made the many righteous. Amen? Amen. So when you, when you see that, you see, you know, I, sometimes I feel just deflated. I feel like it's just, you know, I feel like sort of may, maybe even becoming Christians, we feel like we got to, we got to do everything to keep it. And we get into this thing. We get into this thing. I got to do better. I got to work more. I got to read my Bible deeper. I got to pray more. Then we get wrapped up into this. I got to, 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 I got to. I got to, I got to, I got to. I got to. I got to do something so I can straighten up, shape up, and fly right. Good catch. I didn't look at who said that. <laughs> and I'm not looking now. Who was that? <laughs> who was that? Raise your hand. Be a man. There you go. <laughs> Write his name down. <laughs> no. But see, I got I got I got I got I got Listen, nothing you got to. Nothing you got to will work. Nothing you got to will work. Nothing you gotta will work. I gotta, I, no, no. You just rest and surrender. Rest and surrender. Whatever he says to do, rest and surrender. He'll do it. We, we think, we think we, we are the key to becoming what God wants us to become. We're not the key. All we do is surrender. We just rest. We just be. You know, us men said we always want to say, "Say, what do you do? What What do you do in life? What do you do?" You know, so we we measure on doing. God major majors on being, who you are. Well, how am I going to do through Him? See, this, this thing about, uh, about this football that we have the potential 
and that we want to fulfill that potential with, with what we can do on our own initiative, on our own ability. We'll just work it and see. And even, even when we try to work that football to make it everything, it, it's still not what it needs to be. Why? Because it's created by you. The fashioning and the shaping was created by you and me. Over in Romans 5, it says this, For through one man's disobedience, the many became sinners. Through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. We sang a song about righteousness today. But here's another thing about it. Let's just say this. Let's just say, okay, helium won't work. Water won't work. What, what, else, what, else can I, what else can I do with it? What else can, I say, I'll tell you what. Just put just enough air in it. Just to put two pounds in it. Let's, that's like us saying, listen, I don't want, I, I want Jesus in my life. Uh-oh. I want Jesus in my life, but I don't want to be radical for him. Put a little bit, just put a, a little bit of Jesus in me so I'll go to church on Sunday. I just, I just, I just won't, just, just let me have that much. I, I don't want, I don't want my whole life to be impacted by it. You know what happens when we make that decision? There's a verse in the Bible that says what happens. The Bible says that we take on a form of godliness, but we deny the power thereof. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Which, listen to this. Yeah, I'm a Christian, but I can't live it. What do we just do? What do we just do? We deny the power of God, of Jesus, living in us to do whatever he wants us to do. Having a form of godliness. I just, I just want to look like one. I just want a little bit. I don't want, to, I don't want that much of Jesus that, that it really changes everything in my life. After having a form of godliness, a form of godliness, a form of godliness, but we deny the power of it. Y'all say, I heard that. I heard that. Okay. I deny the power of it. I just want a little bit of a relationship with God. I just want enough to, I just want enough to pray every once in a while, but I don't really want to pray all the time. The Bible says pray without ceasing. I don't want to do that. See, we, we work ourselves into a system that Jesus is, I have Jesus, but I'm in charge. Jesus talked, about, Jesus talked about the group of people in his day. He said, and they're called Pharisees. He said, you, you're, you're like whitewashed tombs with all the outside appears beautiful. And the inside you're full of dead men's bones and all uncleanliness. Then he goes on and he says, even so you too outwardly appear righteous to men. But inwardly, you're full of 
hypocrisy, and lawlessness. Just wanting a little bit of Jesus has hypocrisy and lawlessness in it. Why? Because you're still wanting to do what you... Listen, I remember. I remember when I was born again and, and I was eight years old and years later, I, you know, I, I was struggling with this thing. I got to, I got to, I got to. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. Even to the place that... God, I, I, I really, I, I really want to follow you, but I don't want to. I don't want to go to Africa. I'm afraid if I, if I, I'm afraid if I surrender all my being to you, that you'll send me to do something that I don't want to go do. Who's in charge? Me. Who had hypocrisy? Me. Who had lawlessness? Me. See, even as a Christian, and that's what that's what they were doing. Uh, the Galatians, that, that, that's what they were doing. They were saying, hey, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we accepted Christ and, and we, 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 we are, he is in us by faith. And then the Judaizers were over there saying, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this. And all the religious folks saying, here's the law, 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 do the law, do it, do it, do the law, do the law. How do you measure up? You, didn't, you weren't going to be measured by, by each other. You won't be measured by your neighbor. You won't be. Matter of fact, you, you can't become all that you want to do, and your wife can't make you that. Your pastor can't make you that. Your friends can't make you that. Your neighbors, nobody can make you that. It's only going to be Jesus Christ and his presence and his power that is going to make you everything that you need to be. So this thing about said, well, you know, I have people get married. And they say, yeah, yeah. And I said, is there anything about him you don't like? Well, yeah. I said, you think you're going to like them when you say I do? <laughs> well, I'll change him. Here comes that encyclopedia sale. Just got married this weekend. Spouse knows everything. I don't need them. If you think you're going to change that person, guess again. Now, they can influence, but you can't change them. You can have influence in their life, but you can't change them. The only one that's going to make the changes is Jesus Christ. You can't change yourself. You can't save yourself. You can't grow yourself. You can't do any of that yourself. See, that, this football did some... Oh, John, you got my football. See, this football, there's a, there's a point right here that it has... Listen to it. Right in the middle of the body, it has to be pierced to take him in. There has to be a piercing in the heart of who you are. To be able to take in who he is. No, I don't want to be pierced. I don't want to, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't, I, don't, I don't want that. Well, then you won't get it. See, there's, there's, there's three crosses. Right? Have you ever wondered about the three? Why did he put three crosses up there on that hill? 
That has a possibility of confusing people. There's more than one cross. There must be more than one way. No. The middle cross was, was Jesus. He was a sinless person. Without sin. Without guile. Without a motive of hurting people. He didn't have a motive to mistreat somebody. And he died for your sin. The man on the left denied Jesus, but he was on a cross. He rejected Jesus. He died in his sin. The one on the right was another thief. But he trusted Jesus. And he died to his sin. That's the reason the Bible says, if any man has a desire, to, that Jesus says, if any man has a desire to, to, to uh, follow me, uh, which, if any man has a desire to be my disciple, he must what? Deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow him. We're going to be on one of two sides. Jesus has done the work of paying for all of our sins. We're going to die in our sin because we're, we will not accept him fully for who he is. Or we, we will die to our sin. Because when he said this day, because he said, hey, this day. You'll be with me in paradise. Y'all remember the, the, the video that we showed that said the man in the middle said I could be here? When that, when that, when, when, when that, went, when that guy went to heaven, you know, he said, well, how, why are you, you know, how, how did you get here? I, I don't really know other than the man on the middle cross said I could come. Well, how much, how much Greek did you study? How much Hebrew? I, I, don't, I don't know any of that, but I do know that the man in the middle said I could be here. Yes. Well, what is your theology? I don't, I don't even know what that word means. But, but the man in the middle said I could be here. And that's all that mattered. But he was willing, even though in his dying moments, he was wanting, I'm going to trust you. And he's going to die to his sin, to his sin, not, not for his sin. Jesus died for his sin. Jesus died for your sin. Jesus died for my sin. Jesus died for all of our sins. But we have to be pierced in our heart, pierced to a place that says, I, my life has to be more surrendered. I got to surrender. I got to rest in him and surrender. Just do what he said. And see, here, here's, here's the last thing. We'll, we'll close with this. Maybe. Empty bag. This sermon may be over now. <laughs> what is this? Oh, just Jack joking. Surprise! <laughs> what is this? It's a glove. What does it look like? A glove. What, what, who said that? Did you? Boy. You can stay in at recess. 
<laughs> no, it looks like a glove. But what, what is it in the shape of? A hand. Well, you, you know, give me a hand. Okay. You know, but, uh, <laughs> so you got this thing and it says, okay, this is a hand. It's got, it's got the thumb, got the fingers, and, and it's got a uh, wrist, and it's got a palm, and it's got a back. See, but I can look at this, all right? Go to work. I command you in Jesus' name, go to work. You know, you, you can do it. You can do it. I know you can do it. You know you can do this. You know you can do that. Come on. I said to get up and go to work. It ain't going to make it. You can't make yourself do that. See, fashioning that football by our own works produces self-righteousness. I know I'm right with God. Look what I did. See, once you... Once you, wrong hand, once you put this, once I put this glove on, let me say it that way, once I put this glove on, this glove can now do anything that my hand can do. Y'all got it? Sure. Anything my hand can do, this glove can do. Y'all know where I'm going, don't you? Once Christ comes in us, he says what? I can. What does the Bible say? I can do. How can I do all things? Because Christ is in me. And what can Christ do? All things. So what can the glove do? What can I do? All things. Whatever Christ can do. I'm now capable of doing in my body, in my surrender. Instead of acknowledging what I can't do, I acknowledge what he can do. And I can do anything that he wants me to do with him living inside me. So if I need, if I need to lay down the drugs, guess what I can do? Lay down drugs. Why? Because he can lay down drugs. He paid for drugs. Why? He's got, he's the power moving in me. He's the power doing in me. He's the power. He, like I said, the, the power, the power, the power and the glory. We what? Proclaim. We proclaim his power and his character, his nature. See, so you're a new creation now. Because you're in Christ. He's in you. It's no longer I got to, I got to, I got to. He can. So whatever he's asking you to do, he's already supplied you with the power to do it and his grace. So, 
uh, one, one more thing. This, this thing about, you know, the, the, the tree of knowledge was the tree of what? Good, good and evil. Here's something that, that, will, that will sort of blow your mind a little bit, but this, this, this is the truth. It's, it's, see, let's just say you lived, you lived a life of goodness just like Jesus. You lived a life of kindness just like Jesus. You lived a life of love just like Jesus. But you lived it, but you were not born of a virgin. You're not born of a virgin, but you lived almost a perfect life, a good life. Y'all with me? Do you know what? You still can't do it. You need a Savior. No matter how good you've been in life, no matter how good things that you've done, I'm telling you that good will take you just as, just as far away from God as evil will. It is not your goodness. It is not your ability. It is not anything that you and I can do. And there are people out here that live good lives, but they don't know him. They don't have him. They still need Christ in them, the hope of glory. Christ in us. So, let me close. Let's get back to this one ad. This is where it started. This is where this message all started. Tired of cleaning yourself? Let him do it. Give him all who you are. Because he's already given all of who he is. He's not holding anything back. He's just waiting for your invitation to say, pierce me with who you are. And fill me with who you are. And continue to fill me with who you are. There won't be anything that we can't do in him and with him. So are you tired of cleaning yourself up? Let him do it. Let's stand to our feet. If you're in Christ, you're a new creation. The Bible says that all, all these, these things, the old things, old things are what? Passed away, passed away, passed away. All things are brand new. So you're, if, you, if you know Christ, you're brand new. But there's still a surrender that we must always do. And that's every time we take a step, every time we're going to do surrender again to him. Just say, Lord, I can't do this. It may be something like I need to fix breakfast for the kids. Or I need to go do this. Lord, I can't do this on my, on my own. See, we take so much for granted that we think we do. And without him, we can actually do nothing. Jesus said that he, had, he, had a, he didn't have any initiative on his own. 
So whatever initiative that we have needs to be turned over to him. And then we just say, Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do this? Then he says something to you that you need to go do something. Lord, I can't do that. See, once again, that's an acceptance of a, of a form, but you're denying the power to do it. And the Bible also says, stay away from those kind of people. It's amazing. Don't let those people lead you. There may be somebody here today that does not have Christ at all in their life. Maybe they've had a form. Maybe they've had a religion. Maybe they've had something that, that they've always done, but they have not had that piercing in their heart that said, I want you, Lord. If that's you, <clears throat> today's your day. If that's you, I want you to come from where you are down here. Brother Doug will we'll give you the scripture and invite you and lead you to his presence. Anybody that does not know him, does not have him in your life, this message has spoken to you. God has spoken to you. And you, you want what he says you can have. Is there anybody here? Okay. Is there anybody here that's had struggle? You've just been struggling in the Christian life by doing, 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 doing. Can't get, can't get, can't do enough, can't do enough. Is there anybody here that has struggled and living up to what he's asking for. You're struggling. Just raise your hand. This message is for you. You don't have to fight it. You don't have to struggle. Today's your day. We often, we often overstep these things sometimes. It's that, you know, the Bible tells us for us to be saved. We have to repent. It, it, see, there's a lot of people think they can be Christians without repenting. It doesn't happen. See, you, you think you can turn to God without turning away from sin. No, you can't. I want, I want God in my life. Are you willing to repent for your sin? Are you, are you willing to change your mind about how you're living and then you want to live the way he wants you to live and he'll live through you? That is by his life. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Paul said, the life that I now live is what? Not my own. So the life of Christ is living through us. That's the reason with his strength and with his presence, we can do whatever he asks us to do with no struggle. Amen? I'm trying to find the closing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Are you ready for him to fill you with his power, his glory? And see, when it says, be ye filled with the Spirit, that means continually being filled. Amen. What's continually mean? Always. All the time. Acknowledge him. And what? And, and one or two things? In all your ways. And what? He's not looking for your effort. He's just looking through and for your obedience. Through one man, the one man obedience. 
we were all made righteous. Through our obedience, we can bring fullness to his purpose in our life. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy and your love and your word. And I ask you, God, that you would help us to not strive in our doing, that we are the ones that has to figure all this out. Lord, let us keep us to a, con- to a consciousness of your rest and our rest in you. And keep us having a pierced heart that is ready to obey whenever you say go do. So, Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hold on just a second. You got something? Hmm? Oh, college and career. That would be Richard. Raise your hand. Turn around and look at everybody. Come on up here so we can see you. Come on, Richard, real quick. Real quick. Put them skates on. So y'all are going to be meeting every Sunday in up there. In January, what else are you going to do? College? Uh, college, young married, so if you consider yourself young married, <laughs> we're going to put an age. Uh, That'd be me. <laughs> it's available for you. I consider me young married. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Okay, but it's, dark, but it's upstairs, yep. and um, instead of every other Sunday, it's going to be every Sunday. Uh, come to that group. They're, they're great people. They really are. All right. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you. And uh, thank you, visitors. I'll be back there to meet with you. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we hope today's worship and study of God's word was encouraging to you. If we can help you in any way, please reach out to us by going to fathersvineyard.org. That's fathersvineyard.org. Thank you again, and we hope we can see and hear from you soon. Until next time.